Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. I believe that um, you and I have come together for a reason. I really do. You know, I, uh, I wasn't in talk radio. I didn't have a national platform for most of my career until now. And uh, we've come together at this time in our history where the country is in, I think, the greatest peril we've ever faced. And, uh, and it's going to uh, require all of us to focus and, uh, and recognize the threat that we're under and then do our level best to make those in power know that we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. I heard a, uh, a news headline at the top of the hour. Democrat Party support overall in the last three years has dropped 20%. The Democrat Party now is at a point, well, they certainly can't win on their ideas, so they have to steal elections, they have to uh, have the government involved, the DHS, the IRS, uh, the <clears throat> the uh, FBI involved in elections, they have to, uh, you know, have uh, uh, Zuckerberg involved, and they have to change election laws, and they have to have massive amounts of mail-in voting, and they have to have election day become election month, and then they have to have two, uh, two months for voting after the election's over. It's, it's very obvious what is afoot here, guys. You know, you know why? Uh, I know this uh, because I'm not stupid, all right? And I, and I think that uh, also that, that, that thought uh, is, uh, is a guiding, one of the guiding things that, uh, that uh, you know, I, I use because I want to be able to express that we're done. We, we see that don't stop it with the gaslighting. Stop it with the nonsense. Stop it with this. We know it, okay? You can keep spewing it all you want. It's not going to work. No matter how much you repeat the lie, it won't become the truth to us. That was a technique used by Joseph Goebbels. That's what the, the left is using on us now. Tell the lie enough, it becomes the truth. Oh, yeah, the, 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 war, the world is warming. It's warming, and the sea levels are rising, and I'm going to go ahead and buy a place in Martha's Vineyard by the ocean. But the sea levels are rising because of global warming, and you've got to drive an electric car, and you've got to get rid of natural gas and, you know, all that. Now, you know, really, honestly, I, I know the truth now, so shut up. No, but really, really, no, the southern border is absolutely sealed. It is absolutely sealed. There's no, there's no southern border problem. You know, no, you know, I'm not stupid, all right? But Hunter Biden's laptop was Russia collusion. It was all fake. You know, I'm not stupid. No, 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 you can stop the deadliest virus in the history of mankind by standing six feet away from somebody wearing paper mask and closing down the schools and businesses. You know, mm, I'm not stupid. And every one of those things I just mentioned was called disinformation and misinformation, and now we know they were the truth. Isn't that weird? We have the border bill. It's not a border bill. And I mentioned in my, uh, my post on Instagram and Twitter this morning that uh, for the last six months, we've been told there's no border crisis. The border is closed. We, uh, we've uh, tried to impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who said before Congress, since he was, uh, uh, became the DHS secretary, there is no border crisis. We know that was a lie. Do you know why we know this? Because they came up with a border package suddenly that they've been working on for six months. While they said there was no border crisis, they launched it and shared it. Finally, Sunday night, and it proved to be not a border bill at all. 
just a massive slush fund spending bill with a border uh, tenant involved in it that does nothing more than just codify all of the abuses of the border that we've seen and makes them permanent to destroy the country. Yeah, they thought they'd get away with it. They really, really did. But thank God we found it and we stopped it. But it doesn't mean they're not going to try something else. Everything they've told us is a lie. It is remarkable, right? This is Chris Murphy, Democrat. He's very much into the border bill that isn't really a border bill at all. And, and he, he let it slip about who the Democrat Party cares about most. Listen carefully. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? You are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years. Maybe, wow. Maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Well, listen to that. And, and by the way, they'll come back and say that was a misquote. But look at what they're doing for them and then juxtapose it with how they're treating us. And you'll realize he's telling the truth. Deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't believe me? How, when was the last time you were able to stay at a $500 a night hotel in Manhattan and get a $1,000 gift card so you can go out and you could spend money on groceries for your family? When was the last time? And not have a job. <laughs> when was the last time you had to do that? Yeah. Never, right? Yeah, never, never, never. Because you've got to make a living and scrape by on, on what you have left. Uh, Western, no, no, this isn't Western Journal. This is uh, Western Lensman. Well, I don't know who Western Lensman is, but L- Western Lensman put together this Democrat nine-point plan to blame Joe Biden's border crisis on Donald Trump. And, and this is kind of what I did this morning on, uh, on Instagram. But this is, uh, this is a few more steps, but it's the same thing. Listen carefully. I added some uh, audio, by the way, from uh, Joe Biden and from uh, Joe Scarborough. Two Joes. Two Joes that are complete morons. Step one, flood the country for three years with millions of illegal aliens. Check. Step two, watch approval numbers on the border drop below 20%. Check. Step three, election year is here. Decide you need to act Uh, now that you've let millions of illegals into the country and the American people are pissed. Check. Step four, line up some rhinos in the Senate to assist with the next phase of the plan. Check. Step five, work with the rhinos on a bipartisan basis to devise a garbage piece of legislation that would make the crisis considerably worse. Check. Step six, (laughs) ensure the bill is so bad that becomes toxic for Republicans. Check. So much so that even the Republican rhino leadership who helped negotiate it is forced to abandon it. Step seven, message the doomed legislation as the strongest immigration and border bill in history. By any honest reckoning, this is the most restrictive migrant (laughs) legislation in decades. Knowing the media will faithfully echo your propaganda. Step eight, (laughs) claim the only reason Republicans abandoned the bill is because Trump wants to use the open border as a campaign issue. Yes. Step nine, adopt your new 2024 campaign mantra. The border crisis is Trump's fault. Oh, yes. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, it's not going to work. Not one little bit because we're on to you. We are awake and alert. And so is Jim Gossett as Mitch McConnell. I did a 180 on the border bill. Genius. Afraid that my career it was about to kill. (laughs) My flip-flop didn't work. Because here's what the folks are saying. Ditch Mitch. Never mind. 
It's too late for you, Mitch. It's too late. <laughs> You're backstabbing. We won't take it. Yeah, we done. We done. We know in the end you aren't our friend. There's no need to try and fake it. This is the breakdown. Yeah. I cozy it up to Schumer, tried to ram it through. Turn my back on MAGA, but what else is new? You're screwed. Got caught with my pants down, cause this is what I keep hearing. Da, 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 da. It's too late for you, Mitch. It's too late. Your reversal we just aren't buying. <laughs> We're sick of you, Mitch. You are through. Enough of your non-stop lying. It's too late. You must admit, that is, I hear it. That's brilliant. It's too late. That sounds like Mitch McConnell, man. That is uh, incredible. The great, enormously talented Jim Gossett. Thank you very much. If you'd like to help him out on Patreon, just go to patreon.com, Jim Gossett Comedy, and sign up. You'll get updates every day on the songs and uh, phone calls and stuff. He does are brilliant. I'm so proud to have him on my on my team. I worked with uh, some great names when I was at uh, the, with Rush Limbaugh. I worked with uh, Paul Shanklin for a while, but Jim Gossett is uh, the most prolific and funny political comedian I've ever worked with. And he may be. Hold on, this is hard for me to say. May almost be better than me. I didn't say that out loud. I did not say that. He made you real close. I mean, we're right there. We're right there. I kind of sometimes feel like he's my Mozart and I'm Salieri. <laughs> Let's go to Dennis in Berlin, not Germany. Dennis, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go ahead. Hey, I, I love your parodies. I laugh like hell when they come on. I love them. They're so fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, Ocean City, Salisbury, Eastern Shore of Maryland at all? Oh, yeah. I spent, I spent a lot, a lot of summers there when I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. Yeah, okay. Well, I've been living here for over 40 years. We have a station here, WBOC. They call themselves the uh, news leader. And I put them on only, only, only to hear the weather. The guy is very accurate, really great meteorologist. While I was waiting for the weather last night, and I had a little trouble falling asleep, they said tomorrow Trump is going to have a hearing in front of the Supreme Court about the, being taken off the ballot. And they showed a clip that was about two seconds long of him at the microphone saying, now go into the Capitol. That's all they freaking said. Now go yeah. into the Capitol. And, and yeah. they didn't hear him say, now go, Mark, uh, peacefully and patriotically go into the Capitol. That part was cut out. Yeah, that's just that like what the Soviet Union know. used to do. Yeah, Dennis, that's what the Soviet Union used to do. That's the exact same thing that Pravda and Izvestia did for the Soviet Union. It's equivalent of taking uh, your mail uh, and clipping out or, or blacking out words like the Soviet Union used to do to people who live there and from mail that came in from the outside. It's the same damn thing. Uh, he did say CBS, peacefully. I know it's CBS News. Yeah, CBS News affiliate, but they, but they know they. Uh, this is a small place, the Eastern Shore. Not that many people. They could have cleaned it up a little bit, but no, they, they have an agenda too. I guess. Yeah, they're all going to pay for it. They're all going to pay for it. We're going to leave them in the dust of history, and they're going to look like buffoons, and they'll never get jobs again in the media. Uh, you need to listen to WGMD, uh, the voice of Delmarva. That's the station I'm on, bro. That's oh, where people no, are listening no, no, to me right now. I was on with him yesterday. He gave me time to talk about our progress with uh, True and the Vote. 
Sweet. Jake Smith. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know who we got? You know who we got today? We got uh, Julianne Murray, the uh, state of the oh, uh, yeah. state chair of the Delaware Republican Party. She's going to join us next hour. She's got some really good news uh, from uh, from Delaware. About ten minutes ago. Well, sweet. We get all the big names, bro. Hey, Dennis, hang in there, okay? Hang in there, man. I hope to get back out to the Eastern Shore because I haven't been out there forever. I need me some grotto pizza. I need me some boardwalk fries. I need to get back. I need to get back to the Eastern Shore. <sighs> New York City is a mess. It's a sanctuary city. It's been uh, run by idiots for a very long time since uh, Rudy Giuliani has been destroyed for his political views. <clears throat> Ran the city, brought back the city from the ashes of 9-11. Listen to this. Listen to what just happened in New York City. Do you, uh, do you have any idea how much money is going to bring illegals into our country? NGOs with, with names like Catholic Charities. All of these people are evil. <laughs> if it's really a Catholic charity, then I need to reconsider being a Catholic. Because I'm just done with this crap. Listen to this. The feds broke up. New York Democrat political machine. Big time. In the largest bribery scheme ever uncovered by the Justice Department, 70 New York City bureaucrats were raided, busted for a multi-million dollar pay-to-play kickback operation. It's been going on for a decade. NYCHA superintendents, assistant superintendents, and others responsible for the care and maintenance of public housing, a scarce resource in this city, allegedly used their positions of public trust and responsibility to solicit and receive bribes from NYCHA vendors as a cost of doing business, over $2 million in bribe payments in total. The 70 current and former NYCHA staff members charged today in separate bribery schemes touch every borough of New York City. New York Democrat officials running housing projects in all five boroughs were on the take from contractors. These dirty bureaucrats took a cut from a third of all contracts, making 10 to 20 percent of each job. Wow. They took bribes and racked up an $80 billion hole in the budget, while the projects they oversaw crumbled into disrepair. Yeah. Democrats steal from poor minorities and call Republicans greedy racists. So not only have they done this to uh, in Democrat cities forever, while kids graduate from high school in Baltimore not being able to read or write, black kids who will never have a future because they're already so behind, it's tragic, it's awful, it's sickening. And every year Democrats promise they're going to fix it and they just leave money on the dresser the day after the election. And they're finally starting to get it. Democrats are finally starting to get it. People of color are beginning to get. The Democrat Party has broken up with them. They've moved on. They've got another group. They are illegal. And they don't care about you. People are understanding this. Now, wait till you hear what the uh, mayor of the city has to say next. Eric Adams, who's an idiot. And if you don't believe me, listen to him talk. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. We'll get to Eric Adams in one second. <laughs> you haven't heard what he had to say. It's uh, it's just delicious. I swear to God. This is uh, John uh, Senator John Kennedy talking to Janet Yellen, the uh, the architect of our destruction. She knows nothing about uh, eco- the eco- uh, hmm, economics. He's a tre- Treasury Secretary. Uh, the Biden administration has uh, they they over. Uh, estimated the number of jobs created last year by over a million people. Uh, most of the jobs, or a good share of the jobs that have been created under the Biden administration, federal government, and uh, and relief uh, efforts for illegals. All right, 
Um, but listen to listen to this exchange because you know you, the high prices that you're feeling right now that you're barely able to feed yourself on and everything and with your with your salary, it's not going to change. These prices aren't coming down. Joe Biden the other day demanded that grocers bring their their prices down. Everything costs more because of what Joe Biden has done with rampant spending, cutting off the uh, the energy supply that America was uh, was creating. It's all his fault. And guess what? It's not going to get better. Prices caused by Bidenomics are here to stay, aren't they? Well, the high high prices were not caused by Bidenomics. Yes, they were. Um, we suffered a pandemic. That's a lot. That we did, but that's not the reason. Did in severe dislocations. Yes, ma'am. But if I could ask you, they're here to stay, aren't they? I don't expect the level of prices to go down. But the rate of inflation... So they're here to stay. Well, some prices will be... Oh, no, they're going to stay. They're going to stay. So uh, no matter what they try to tell you in the election year and all this, uh, they're lying to you because they know they're in trouble. They know they're in trouble because the Democrat Party has lost 20% of its support in the last three years. The Democrat Party is toast. The only way they can win is to steal. And if that doesn't work, they'll start something else. They did it with violence in the summer of 2020. You don't think they'd do that again? They don't have the support this time, kids. It's not going to happen. Eric Adams is a uh, buffoon. Eric Adams uh, is still has not fully acknowledged that the southern border is the cause of the problem, and it was caused by Joe Biden. But I want you to listen to this this buffoon. His his administration uh, resides over um, this uh, this border nightmare, among other things, and yet he decided to compare himself to Christ, I guess, and then point out the most important thing, even when your city is burning. And that is that the people around you are diverse. Stand up. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? Who cares? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating. I don't see a lot of Jews up there. Do you, do you see a lot of Jews up there? On me. Got a whole lot of Jews in New York City. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They're hating on me. Because you suck as mayor. Because those are, how many of you go to church? Oh boy, here we go. Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? I don't know Matthew twenty one twelve, but I know Rush twenty one twelve. <laughs> I went to City Hall to turn the table over. First women police. He went to City Hall to turn the table over like Jesus. Wow. Police commissioner of color. First Spanish speaking police commissioner. First Spanish speaking uh, uh, correction commissioner. Who cares? Commissioner. Who cares? Go through the line of Who what cares? we're doing. Yeah, here's another failed mayor. Remember Ray Negan of New Orleans, who literally let buses get submerged rather than get people to escape the city because he didn't feel they were good enough when, uh, when Hurricane Katrina. Listen to him. We as black people, it's time. Yes, it's time for us to come together. Yeah. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, yes. the one that should be yes. a chocolate New Orleans. Chocolate time. And I don't care what people are saying chocolate. uptown or wherever they are. Yes. This city will be chocolate at the end of the day. That's right. It's a chocolate a city. <laughs>
<laughs> Chocolate City. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, that like that really matters. No, it doesn't. This is what happens when you're such a failure. You have to use race politics. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? Yeah, but I usually like my chocolate without nuts. And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. No, no. It's because you suck. You trying to figure out? Why they hating on me? They hating on me because those are, how many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table over. I went to City Hall to turn the table over. Wow, he's comparing himself to Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. You are not Jesus Christ. Chocolate? Did you say Chocolate? Yes, sir. With or without nuts. Chocolate? 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 There you go. There's a little hat tip to Gen Z. And the greatest episode of SpongeBob. I have Gen Z kids. Isn't that funny? I've been waiting to use that drop for a long time, man. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. It's chocolate. I'm a chocolate Jesus. You know what? That's it. Maybe maybe we got something new for Easter here. We'll have a chocolate Jesus, and it'll look like Eric Adams. <laughs> chocolate Jesus. I'm going to call Eric Adams chocolate Jesus from now on. How's that? Let's call him. Mayor Chocolate Jesus. It's official. <laughs> Chocolate Jesus. <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm sorry. Oh, I just tickled myself. Isn't that weird how that happened? <laughs> He's chocolate Jesus. Oh, my Lord, that's funny. Woo, 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 woo. Chocolate Jesus. It reminded me of that song, you know. You know, heard uh, uh, Ray Nagin, the failed uh, and no longer a, a figure in politics anymore. Ray Nagin, the former uh, uh, mayor of, uh, of uh, New Orleans, is a crooked you know, SOB and, and just 
just destroyed New, uh, New, York, New Orleans, failed the, uh, failed the people of New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, blamed it all on John George Bush. It was funny. But I was like, I keep thinking of that song, just enough for the city, Stevie Wonder, you know, just enough chocolate city with a chocolate Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man, it's fantastic. You can go to communion on Easter, and they'll hand out little chocolate Jesuses. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care how much chocolate is on your school board. I don't care what chocolate is on your city council. Don't run the uh, the city into the crapper. <sighs> Black and Hispanic voters are deserting the Democrat Party in numbers that will present a concern for Joe Biden's re-election effort. Well, it sounds like they're de- de-chocolatizing the party. <laughs> Many people are allergic to it. I have no idea. Among black Republicans expressing a party preference, the Democrat lead over Republicans has dropped by almost 20 points in three years, according to Gallup. Both groups, but especially black voters, were key ingredients to the uh, chocolate, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the were key ingredients of the alliance that gave Biden a more than 7 million vote advantage over Donald Trump in 2020. Sure, you betcha. You betcha. The drop in uh, support of non-Hispanic black voters will perhaps the the most uh, alarming they're kind of like a it's not white chocolate because i'm white chocolate that's what the ladies used to call me on the dance floor um <laughs> hey white chocolate you want to dance okay let's go um but no uh hispanic voters would be a form of chocolate caramel whoa oh my god hold on a second we'll call uh, we'll call uh, hispanic voters uh, caramel, and we'll call black voters chocolate. <laughs> and then I'm just white chocolate. <laughs> it's so stupid. I, just, it, I have to make fun of racism because it's stupid. And people who, uh, who are racist are stupid. There you go. So anyway, the, uh, the drop in support of uh, non-Hispanic black voters will perhaps be most alarming for the Biden re-election campaign in 2020. The Democrat Party held a 77 to 11% uh, advantage uh, over Republicans in that demographic, which, uh, yeah, so... So, you know what I used to call my uh, my Hispanic um, car uh, buyers when I worked at the car dealership? I called them senior citizens. Uh, it's not race. It's just, just funny. And they loved it. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> you know, that's it. Oh, what else do I got here? I got some more. They're just laughing out loud here. Oh, 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 oh. Illegal aliens accused of beating up cops arrested in Arizona not laughing anymore. Seven people were arrested. One of the one of the five of those were let go without bail. Uh, one wasn't charged. The other uh, the other was held on bail. The message that gave uh, that some uh, gave to America when they were released was disgusting. They flipped us off. Well, here is one of them being taken into custody in Arizona. I know it sounds kind of hard to believe since uh, Katie Hobbs is the uh, the installed governor there. Uh, but here's the audio from the arrest. He's not being so cocky anymore. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Is that how you respect the country? What? Is that how you respect this country? I don't country? speak English. Is that how you respect this country? He said, listen, he said, is that how you respect the country? And the guy goes, what? He goes, is that how you respect it? And he goes, I don't speak English. <laughs> he literally responded to the guy with what? And, oh, I don't speak English. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, what happened? Uh, what happened? Uh, what happened? Uh, is that how you respect the country? What? Is that how you respect this country? I don't country? speak English. 
Is that how you respect this country? I don't respect this country. 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 I don't respect now, is he? No, he's not. He's not. That's really funny. Oh, I got to play this. Here's another uh, uh, corrupt politician uh, who uses race, by the way, who uses race. I am the oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to listen to this. Listen here. Uh, because there's a lot of similarities with some of the... Uh, and I, I mentioned this the other day that a lot of AGs and a lot of people are being um, appointed because they are bulletproof, um, meaning they can't be criticized it's because they check boxes. You could be black, a woman, a lesbian, you know, transgendered, whatever, and all that. And, and you, you move everybody aside, and then you get into a position of authority, and uh, and then you're suddenly, you can't be criticized because if you are, then you are a racist. I mean, I mean, you, you can't be criticized if you're that individual um, because the people who criticize you, you could just say are being racist is what I'm trying to say. So the mayor of an Illinois town fires back at critics after being slammed for high salary demands and using city money for hair, makeup, and luxury trips. No, I'm not talking about Fawny Willis. I'm not, but she did the same thing. Tiffany Hinyard was elected the leader of Dalton, a village of 20,000 uh, people in, uh, in Illinois. And at a public meeting Monday night, uh, Hainard attempted to shame the trustees by pointing out her status as the first female mayor of the village. Here's the audio. Wait till you hear this. <clears throat> and this is, um, this woman is an idiot, by the way. She's like Fawny Willis. Fawny Willis is not an intelligent person. She wouldn't have done all these things. Uh, with uh, the money, you know, and uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, bedded down with uh, with the guy she hired, even though I had no no uh, uh, ability whatsoever, no experience to to go after the president of the United States. That's how dumb she is. You see, she's she's not smart, and and I would venture to say this woman also is not smart. But uh, but I'll let you decide when you hear her speak. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet, the mayor. Not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. Y'all don't do no work, no work. Tiffany Henyard considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her over spending. At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. Yeah. How about you be a good leader, bring RFPs to the forefront. So not just you know, you know what she spent a lot of the money on? Personal security, just like Fawny Willis. Uh, personal security. She's the mayor of uh, the little dinky town in Illinois. But the residents and everybody else in America. No. I wonder if her boyfriend is uh, is her uh, chief of staff in security. Well, chief of staff without without a doubt. Oh, how the money is being spent. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. Wow. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, wow. the bill came to $13,000. Henyard has refused to explain the specific purpose of the trips huh. or why they travel in such style but she appeared to refer to our reporting at monday's dalton meeting but everything we do we do for the people but we under attack we getting scrutinized in the media for what loving on the people for loving on the people <laughs> it's just so stupid 
If I was in Dalton, uh, I, I swear to God in heaven, this is unreal. $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, New York. They don't know what the trips were for. <laughs> they don't know what the trips are for. She's, she's uh, taking like a half of the police department to be on her security detail. She's driving in luxury vehicles. It, literally, the city of Dalton, 20,000 people, riding in a motorcade. <laughs> Remarkable. It is really. It's just amazing. Fawny Willis, by the way, uh, you know, there was an employee in her office named Amanda Timpson who uh, who uh, was in charge with a guy named Michael McCuffey of a $500,000 federal grant earmarked for the creation of the Center of Youth Empowerment and Gang Prevention. And this guy literally told uh, this, uh, this, this woman, Amanda, that uh, they were going to use it to pay for swag, computers, and travel. And, and when uh, Timpson went to... Uh, Fonnie Willis had said, hey, man, you know, this money, woman, whatever you are, uh, I don't know, a crook, um, it, listen, there's some stuff going on here. And Fonnie Willis uh, said, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. Fired her two months later. Amanda Timpson had her let out of the building with seven armed police officers. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. I love it when this stuff is exposed. I just, just love it. And then there's this. Another uh, Soros-backed uh, prosecutor. Um, Ex-top Baltimore prosecutor Marilyn Mosby convicted of mortgage fraud after using bogus COVID hardship claim to raid her retirement funds by Florida vacation homes. Mosby, a Democrat, was on Tuesday convicted of using a bogus COVID hardship claim to tap into her retirement funds to buy one of two Florida vacation homes she owns. The former top prosecutor who served term, two terms as Baltimore state attorney was found guilty on Tuesday on one of uh, mortgage uh, uh, fraud for lying on financial documents regarding a luxury condo she purchased in Longboat Key, located off the Florida Gulf Coast. She faces 30 years in prison for the uh, January 2022 mortgage fraud and another 10 for perjury convictions. Experts say it's unlikely she'll serve anywhere near the 40 years. Um, Her husband, Nick Mosby, Baltimore City Council President. And uh, we've all seen how bad Baltimore is right now. It's a mess. The schools are are worse than anything you can imagine for children. There are children who've graduated from schools in places like Atlanta and Baltimore and Chicago for decades whose lives have been ruined by the filth and corruption of the people in these cities who take all of the money for themselves and the kids suffer. I'm just so done with it. I'm bloody well done with it. And you too, you should be done with it as well. She did a lot of other things, by the way. She was in charge of that, uh, uh, going after the police for the 2015 uh, death of Freddie Gray, which ignited protests, you know, a lot of burnings, a lot of police cars, and none of them were convicted, by the way. So there's that. There's that. Oh, and um, I've got something I think you're going to enjoy. James O'Keefe, he was with uh, Project Veritas. And, uh, and, uh, you know, these NGOs... um, the government is paying for everything, everything. Uh, could be about getting the message out for COVID, could be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, COVID money spent for NGOs to get people vaccinated, blah, 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 and then it moved on into uh, illegals and moving illegals across the country. That's done by NGOs, and they're put up in hotels, and, and like in New York, they got a little tent city kind of going, and it's $20,000 per illegal per month to stay there, and it's just a tent, and it's got a leaky roof. So they're raking in money like you wouldn't believe. And James O'Keefe decided to confront a hotel in Tucson, a Ramada, that's been taken over by illegals. And he, and he got an illegal whistleblower to go in and videotape. And they got these massive rooms with hundreds of cots, 
A few people stay in on them, found out that a lot of them are gang members, unscreened, and no matter who stays there, if, if only two people stay there, they get the same amount of money for every cot. They're getting filthy, frickin' rich, and you're suffering, and you're suffering. It's, it's really good. I'm going to play some of the audio from that coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show, perfect for caramel and chocolate people all over the country. Back in a second. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? I have never seen that much chocolate leading the city of New York. Did you say chocolate? Yes, sir. With or without nuts. Chocolate? Chocolate! 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 Hey, oh, there you go. That's all that matters to uh, to uh, to the mayor of New York is that his uh, his administration is diverse. It's diverse. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's just so stupid and ridiculous. James O'Keefe decided to go to the Ramada Tucson, Ramada Tucson, and and they're putting up illegals there. It's one of the hotels that the government's paying for. Just I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars to to house illegals and then spread them out through the country so they can vote for them. Yeah, here's uh, James O'Keefe. Uh, uh, some of the audio from him going to the uh, to the hotel and getting threatened by the people who are in charge. Standing in front of the Ramada in Tucson Airport, police officer told us to mind our own business. What is this migrant place? Where is it? None of your business. Get going. We see migrants, illegal immigrants, standing in the rooms and told us not to go in. What is this business over here? It doesn't matter. You gotta go because the Pima County is coming with the sheriff. Hey. They call the sheriff on him. What? going in anyway they're supposed to have a sponsor that yeah. means that they lied to be yes. here in the first place and that's what will get them in trouble we wanted to talk to someone about resources yeah so uh, basically what's happening here is uh, casa alitas migrants are brought to the ramada inn where breakfast lunch hygienic services and free wi-fi is offered migrants shared with one of the undercover journalists that ngos get paid no matter what no matter what yeah O'Keefe, uh, a group infiltrated a secret covert <clears throat> illegal immigrant compound, Casa Alitas, at the Ramada in Tucson. Catholic Community Services of Tucson uh, enriches groups like Las Palmas. Uh, yeah, Catholic, Catholic Services. You know, this great group, by the way. Oh, they're just so glorious. And they're getting very, very rich taking care of the illegals that are replacing you and me. And, uh, and this includes you, uh, chocolate of people. <laughs> Here is a little bit more of James O'Keefe getting confronted just for standing outside. Just for standing outside. YouTuber Nick Shirley even made a run for it before being screamed at, cursed at, badgered, and mm. escorted away. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I just got about attacked out there. They don't need to are you even supposed to be here? What do you mean? I can't like come look. No, like... this is private property right now. It's for immigrants. Okay. It's for yeah, immigrants. Yeah, immigrant. It's for illegal immigrants. Here's the NGO worker. Are you even supposed to be here? What do you mean? I can't like come look. No, like... this is private property right now. It's for immigrants. Okay. Yeah, I'll leave. Well, then get the f out of here, though. Well, that's not very charitable. Okay. Yeah, how are you doing? What do you mean? Wow. I didn't do anything wrong. Wow. I am. Get the out. 
was like, what the heck? The worker just cussing me out. That wow. Wild. Yeah, it's all about the money. So we're here at Catholic Community Services of Southern Arizona at 268 West Adams Street. It's really the damnedest thing. There's unmarked cars here. It's locked up. There's security cameras. And this Catholic Community Services, they have all these blankets just everywhere with the Red Cross on the border, working with the Ramada, working with elite. Why are they hiding this from us? Why are they hiding the chartered flights? Why are they allowing people who are illegal to get on planes in front of you while you wait in line at an airport? Why are they covering this up? Why are they housing illegals at airports behind behind curtains and then when people try to get a video, they boot them out? What is our country doing to you and me? It's about time we got the answer because I'm done with it and I know you are too. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, here's the number, 800-922-6680. Arguments in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, the Colorado Supreme Court, one of the few who uh, decided to kick Donald Trump off the ballot for political reasons. Uh, most of the states that state courts that have tried to kick Donald Trump off the ballot for political reasons have done a face plant. Uh, this is Donald Trump, but just a few minutes ago. And watching... The Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue. Uh, because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas, with the weaponization of uh, politics. Yeah. They weaponized it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. And it has to stop. By the way, uh, uh, Antifa now blocking the road outside the United States Supreme Court with removed Trump banners. <laughs> you know whose side they are on, and that, of course, also means that the Democrat Party is on that side because they gave Antifa a pass. For the destruction of the United States in 2020, they did. They absolutely gave them a pass. And the American people know it to it, and they're, and they're hacked off. They're really mad. Oh, by the way, you know uh, Nikki Haley, uh, she's still running for the president, I guess. Uh, the other day uh, in Nevada, Donald Trump decided to set that one out. So there was basically a couple choices on the ballot there. Uh, one of them was Nikki Haley, and uh, one of them was none of these candidates. And uh, since Donald Trump was not taking part in it, that was a vote for Donald Trump, essentially. But even so, uh, none of the other candidates beat Nikki Haley. Yeah, because she's such a terrible candidate. Because she's an insider, a slump dweller. And everybody knows Nikki is toast. Jim Gaz. Her supporters were ghosts. It hurts. In Nevada. You hear that, Chris Nunu? Yeah. Why is she still there? Does not have a prayer. Although millions she spent. Conservatives do not support her. Like Conservatives won't give her one single cent. This is classy. Nikki is done. 
Why the hell did she run? Uh, Who's she fooling? Billionaires are getting her money. LinkedIn. She lost in a rout. She ought to get out. Trump is ruling. Come on. Nikki supporters are few. Maybe has one or two. Certainly not a lot of. We all know that Trump's gonna win again. Like he's done in every state, including Nevada. Wow, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. See, a lot of times we choose the standards, right? Like, like that song. Uh, it's called, I guess, originally uh, Ramada. I'd never heard of the song before, but it doesn't matter because it's a standard. It sounds really good, and the lyrics are funny. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that works? You know, because I'm not, you know, I won't do like the most current song by, you know, Lizzo because, you know, I don't listen to it and, uh, you know, I don't have somebody who could sing like Lizzo or whatever. So, you know, we, do, we can sometimes do defer to the standards because they're just cool. They're just really awesome. They are. Uh, 60 Minutes even admitted last week that we need to be concerned about the southern border. You know why? Because it's not just people coming across the southern border because of a global warming, climate change, murder, hornets, ozone hole. No, 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 no. And it's not just, uh, you know, uh, people coming across the southern border to, to uh, pick the vegetables, you know, like uh, Nancy Pelosi said. No, no, no. No, they're coming from uh, China. The number of migrants arriving at the southern border is unprecedented. Last year, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Senores, Senores. recorded two and a half million instances of detaining or turning away people attempting to cross into the United States from Mexico. So what's the fastest growing group among them? Yeah. Chinese migrants. Yeah. Yes, you heard that right. Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. Joe Biden got $10 million from China. And the UPenn, the Penn Biden Center, got $70 million from Communist China. They did, yeah. More than 115 Chinese nationals entered the U.S. illegal every day since October, starting startling new CBP figures revealed. This is according to the U.K. Daily Mail. More than 115 Chinese nationals have stuck into the, uh, snuck into, sneaked into is proper, actually. It's not snuck. Snuck is not technically a word, although we use it frequently. Uh, 150 Chinese nationals have sneaked into the U.S. illegally every single day since October, according to startling new CBP statistics. And this kind of happened after this Chinese spy balloon flew over our most sensitive military installations. But don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. The 2023 fiscal year reportedly saw over 37,000 Chinese nationals encountered at the border with 20,000 more since October. Yeah. John Mills, frequent guest on this show, the, they, uh, they land in Ecuador by air, then China, move on the bus, run through the Darien Gap in Panama, back on the buses, at, buses after a quick stay at the Department of Homeland Security camps in Panama, DHS security camps. 5,000 a day total migrants, equating more than 100 buses northbound daily. But some are very different. Watch for younger-ish males with good teeth, flat stomachs, military haircuts, and the avoidance of eye contact. Those are the initial discriminators that begin the, to indicate a military connection. 
Where do these in, incoming Chinese special forces trace to? Most likely, it's the mundane-sounding Strategic Support Force. This is the Chinese equivalent of Special Operations Command, only much bigger, much more unconstrained by the constitutional rule of law and that kind of silliness, distributing a mass lethal pesticide, such as fentanyl, uh, up-gunned up cannabis as an attractive that kills 10,000 a month is easy without these moral and legal guardrails. It's all in a day's work for the men and women of the PLASSF. They are gravitating toward biolabs, fentanyl, gun ranges, and cannabis operations. In our country, yeah. This is why uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas not only needs to be impeached, he needs to be charged with treason. I'm not kidding. I know that's very inflammatory. But I'm not stupid. Distribution of fentanyl. Uh, once uh, in the U.S., there's definitely an interest in gun ranges, tactical training of some of these Chinese nationals, training that is hard to get in China. In Reedville, California, we have a dangerous bio lab run by illegal Chinese nationals not too far from Lemoore Naval Air Station, where all the West Coast Navy fighter attack squadrons are located. The Chinese have also muscled in on legal cannabis operations. Any high-cash operation is an opportunity for skimming off the proceeds and paying the latest street agitators like Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Or Palestinian protesters being paid and bust on cue. A profession outrage, a professional outrage industry. Told you it was bought and paid for. Told you, told you, told you. What is also noticeable now is the Chinese on Chinese violence. Some is purely about the money as it appears in a disagreement in an Oklahoma cannabis ring. With high levels of legal cannabis, one only needs to watch the first few episodes of Tulsa to episodes of Tulsa to understand the endless possibilities of these cash operations. Chinese police stations are foundational for the SSF, overseeing special operator programs inside the U.S. like in New York. Like in New York. Here's old Dr. Phil the other night talking about it, man. Old Dr. Phil. And he uh, straddles the fence between uh, left and right all the time. And even he's like, what the what? He went and visited the border. These people are coming in here just because they're in the neighborhood. They're coming in here with an agenda, Sean. Between 2010 and 2020, it's estimated that 1,100 Chinese came across the southern border. In the first 11 months of 23, it's estimated that 33,000 came across, and many of them military-age men. Now, where did they go once they came across the border? We have no idea. Yeah. They're not being monitored. They're not being followed. And look, in China, you don't just decide, you know what, I think I'll take a trip. They have to go through certain steps to get out of China. It costs a lot of money to get here. And when they get here, what are they doing? Uh, if they're working in farming, if they're working in industry, I'll promise you they are expected to do certain things. Are they spying? Are they sending uh, seeds back from farming to China? Are they getting plans from uh, industries they're working on? Uh, in uh, who knows what they're doing? We don't know, and we need China, the CCP. Uh, they exist to steal everything. Uh, China would not be anywhere without the technology, the intellectual property they've stolen from other countries, particularly America. They, that's just the way they are. That's how they operate. There is no innovation in, in the Communist Party. They have to go outward to steal the technology and then enslave people to build it for them. That's, that's the, Chinese, the, the Chinese Communist Party. 
And Joe Biden has been bought and paid for by them. You should know that by now. This back to this piece by John Mills, who we will get on the show. In the stages of insurgency, the question is, are these Chinese special operations now transitioning from individuals and small groups into larger organized units? Once organized, could these units be used to foment violence, carry out attacks on a larger scale when directed to do so? I would say it's likely and probable. That's what John Mills says. He's an ex-general, by the way. Here's what we need to do. Two things. First, the House should force action and has been discussing an authorization to use military force against the Chinese-led cartels in Mexico. Paint targets, send in drones, blow them to kingdom come. That's what I said. Another action is for states and counties, including constitutional sheriffs, to start exercising their constitutional authorities, which is also happening with the developing border situation in Texas. Yeah. Uh, a conservative states, Republican states should kick every one of them out and send them to sanctuary states. That's what you do. That's what it's all about. Uh, here is uh, uh, Dr. Phil with uh, people coming across the southern border. They know exactly who to look for. If they run into someone in a brown uniform, that's a Texas Department of Public Safety border guard, they get arrested, they get put in jail, and they get returned. If they run into a green uniform, that is uh, a, a federal, they get money and a court date that's seven to ten years down the road, and they get released into the country. In other words, there's no court date. They're just in. So you see these groups coming across, and if they see a brown uniform, they hide. They see a green uniform, they run towards it. And that, to me, is just insane that we have that kind of difference going on down there with guys working side by side. Yeah, that's the divide between the Fed and the state. We've been there before. But this time, the Fed uh, is not on the side of, meaning the rank-and-file soldiers, whatnot, are not on the side of Joe Biden and this. They're forced to do this. They don't agree with it. Uh, one more thing from uh, Dr. Phil. I, I asked them straight up, what is it you need here? And they... I was talking about Border Patrol, by the way. Shocked to hear them say, we don't need more money. We don't need more resources. We don't need more officers. We don't need more legislation. We just need the laws that are on the books to be followed. We need to be allowed to do our job, and we can get this under control. There you go. Well, why do they do that... uh, that, uh Big old border bill the other day. Why did why did they do all that border bill? You know, it's supposed to fix the border, right? No, 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 no. Not, not according to Senator Rand Paul. From the beginning, I think this has been a ruse. It has never really been about the border. That was a token. That was a bone that was going to be thrown to conservatives. But they were always worried that if conservatives got wind that it was a ruse, that it wasn't a real border reform, if people like Laura Ingram or Hannity somehow got wind of this, that you would discuss the bill, look at the bill, and that it would be destroyed. So the yeah. game all along was to keep this in secret from us, yep. but also in the secret from anybody that might look at it and might criticize it. This was an organized plan from the very beginning duh. from our leadership duh. to keep this out of the hands of any conservatives that might criticize yeah. the bill. Well, we got our hands on it, and then they said it was internet rumors. Langford kept saying these are internet rumors. Like, well, then you open up the bill, it says 5,000 people. Yeah, could go- yeah not internet rule. Uh, they, they kept it from us. They said there was no border crisis until this weekend when they unveiled this bill and then said there is a border crisis and republicans voted against uh fixing the border crisis it was a plan all along you know it i knew it 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 failed they tried to trend it yesterday on twitter that it was a republican's fault did not because everybody understands let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show Ooh, i like jet 
That's the band. Uh, the song is called Cold Hearted B Word. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta hit the guitars. Here it comes. Come on. Kind of the, here it is, right here, right here. Yeah! Oh, one of the many reasons I love the United States of America is because we gave the world rock and roll, baby. You bet you, you bet you we did. We gave the world rock and roll, and if America wasn't around, you'd be sitting around. You'd be uh, watching people in powdered wigs play harpsichord. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Uh, Eric Schmidt is a senator now. He used to be the AG for the state of uh, Missouri, and he launched his great lawsuit against the federal government for censoring a free speech. And now he's this firebrand in the Senate. Listen to what he had to say about this border bill that wasn't a border bill that they tried to sneak in. It was defeated. This whole episode reminds me of that scene from The First Vacation where Chevy Chase goes to buy his car, and Eugene Levy comes out. And uh, it's not the car he ordered. He brings out the metallic pea green family truckster. Family truckster, yeah. Dad, this is not the car you ordered. <laughs> Take it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh, this is not the car I ordered. I distinctly ordered the uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon. Yeah. The CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. You know, I think you're right. I don't think this is the car. This is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a, this is a damn fine automobile. If you want my honest <laughs> opinion, beats the hell out of the sports wagon. But I want to make you happy, huh? Chevy Chase is like, this is not the car. And Eugene Levy says, you think you hate it now, but wait till you drive it. So when you saw the language, this is what we were warning about. It's perfect. The language is actually worse than anybody could have possibly imagined. It is. Like you've used this analogy before. You you know, you're in a restaurant, you order a Reuben, you know. You know, it could be a Reuben, could be a a French dip, you know, whatever. (laughs) Not talking about a Mille Macron. Uh, But, you know, one of that. And then they, they bring out a crap sandwich. And you'd sit it in front of you, you know, or you're at, what, at Panera or whatever. You, you, you got a crab sandwich here, and you, you open it up, and you're oh, my God, in heaven, you know. And, and you tell the, uh, the waiter, you're like, dude, I did not order a crab sandwich. And the waiter goes, yeah, well, you know, no, there's crab, but, man, look at the bread. I mean, come on. That's what they tried to do with us this weekend. Here's Rand Paul about Mitch McConnell. He's completely out of touch with Kentucky Republicans, yeah. with conservative Republicans. He does. Advocating for all this money to go to Ukraine, we're not for that. that I mean, nobody in Kentucky is for that. His approval ratings in Kentucky are almost below zero. They yeah. are the lowest of any elected official in the United States. He is working with Biden and Schumer to funnel your money to Ukraine, but he's not working with conservatives. So he is in the minority of his caucus. There's maybe 10 of them that will vote with all of the Democrats. Oh, you're just he, is using, he is using the minority of the big government Republicans up here to work with Democrats to send your money to Ukraine. There you go. That's what it's all about. What's really sad and, and uh, should be very, very clear to you, like, for instance, they did a standalone bill for Israel who is fighting for their lives right now. What, $16, $17 billion. And the Democrats, to show what sort of anti-Semitism exists in the party, and it does, and it does, and it does. Dear God in heaven, Ilhan Omar, the squad, come on. They wouldn't vote through a package for Israel that truly is in an existential, sustained an existential threat, an attack where we haven't, the world hasn't seen since the Middle Ages, who was horrendous, rape and murder and 
putting babies in ovens and raping women one after another until the last man in line kills the mother. There is every reason why we should be giving money to Israel. No doubt about it, that we should be helping Israel. They are a jewel in the Middle East. They are a the, the geographic equivalent of a fingernail clipping surrounded by their enemies. And we got jackasses in Congress who wouldn't help the Jewish people out to save them in their time of need. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We got somebody at Firebrand who, I mean, I swear to God, Julianne Murray is amazing. She's the state chair of the Delaware Republican Party, and she successfully defeated no-excuse mail-in ballots in the president's home state or state of residency. She joins us next. Don't go anywhere. I was the AG candidate, so I was running for attorney general, and our uh, general assembly passed vote by mail statutorily. So they did it by statute, didn't amend the Constitution. And in Delaware, our absentee voting is provided for in our Constitution, and it is excuse-based. So you have to say why you're not voting. Now, one of the excuses is vacation. So, I mean, it's not like it's a particularly difficult thing, but there are six. And basically, the General Assembly said, we don't care that the Constitution says this. We want no excuse vote by mail. And we sued over basically saying this is unconstitutional. One the trial court, the state immediately appealed it, and we did an appeal in about three weeks, which is record fast. The Delaware Supreme Court affirmed it the very next day. Kaboom! Yeah, Julianne Murray uh, joining us. She is the uh, state uh, chair of the Delaware Republican Party. She is amazing, and she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, and welcome to the show. I love being on with you, Rob. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I was thinking about this. I'm not a big fan of pro wrestling. Uh, But if I did put together a dream tag team, uh, I think it would be you and uh, either either Harriet Hageman or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Who would you rather have on your – that's a tough one, isn't it? Who would you rather have – oh, Elise Stefanik maybe? What do you think? Uh, these, are, these, these are all hitters, so I'm, I'm good with any and all of the above. <laughs> well, congratulations on the uh, the mail and ballot thing. Uh, it sounds like they fought you tooth and nail. Tell us about the decision. Tell us about uh, the process. I want to hear. Well, and what's funny is, I mean, this happened over a year ago. This was in 22, um, but it has revitalized for a couple of different reasons. One is, it, you know, we're heading into 24, and so the presidential cycle is coming back around. Um, but basically, the in terms of what happened, in, and I, I described it in the interview, I was running for attorney general at the time, uh, and the General Assembly passes uh, no-excuse-based vote-by-mail. Uh, we sue. And basically say, our Constitution says you have to, it's provided for as absentee voting. You can't change an excuse-based process that's provided for in the Constitution for no-excuse vote by mail. Those, those do not comport. And basically, the, what we're saying is, if you want to do this, you got to amend the Constitution. Every other time the excuses have been tweaked, it's been done by constitutional amendment. Uh, one at the trial court, and so this is probably September of 22, the state immediately appeals, goes to the Delaware Supreme Court, and argued it. It was either October 6th or October 7th. 
Bear in mind, I'm closing in on Election Day. Like, the Election Day that year was November 8th, I think. Uh, argued it and uh, walked out of there going, uh, it was on bunk, which means all five justices walked out of there going, I think we've got three. Uh, and uh, it turned out they actually affirmed it the next day. And so no vote by mail. Now, now you, you would notice, oh, go ahead. Hmm. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You finish your no, thought. Go ahead. People can still absentee vote. I mean, so the left tried to spin this as, you know, they're trying to suppress the vote. You know, voter disenfranchisement. No, it's called the Constitution. Uh, we all have to abide by it, and you can still vote. You just have to state a reason. It is perfectly legal to vote by absentee. It was really. It was you just, you, you also mentioned you in, mentioned in the interview the clip that I just played there that Trump won machines when there was yeah. no uh, vote by mail. Tell us about that. With how it changes the dynamic toward Democrats when no excuse a vote by mail happens. It's huge, and and I actually yeah, have yeah. The, the the privilege and honor of telling President Trump this to his face in July. I was down in West Palm Beach and I uh, got a chance to meet him. And he asked me how they were doing in Delaware. And I said, are you talking about the primary? And I said, you're fine. He said, can we win the general election? And I said, you absolutely can. And I said, you want to know why? And, of course, his handlers are trying to push me along. And I looked at him and said, you're the president. You can ignore them. Our personalities. And, you know, and I said to him, I said, look, you beat Biden on the machines, not by much, but you beat him on the machines. No, without vote by mail. And I said, and there's no vote by mail in 24. You want to know why? And he's like, yeah. And I said, because it's unconstitutional, because I sued when I was running for attorney general. Oh. They cannot amend the Constitution in time. It takes two sessions. I so, just, yeah. I just love it. I just, I just love it. That is fantastic. Now, you know what's going on in the Supreme Court? Uh, the Supreme Court is deciding whether or not a state like Colorado can make the decision for all voters to, to uh, take Donald Trump off of the, uh, the ballot. Here's a little bit from um, Justice Kagan. I want you to hear this real quick and then get your response. Most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it. It sounds awfully national. Okay, there you go. It, it sounds like they're they're asking the questions that need to be asked. It sounds like they're kind of going, oh, really? This sounds like you're trying to uh, take somebody off the ballot nationally for political reasons. What do you think? I totally agree. And I, um, I mean, basically, and anybody, I mean, so I've argued uh, Delaware Supreme Court a bunch of times, never at the U.S. Supreme Court, but you can get the flavor from the questions that are being asked. Uh, I saw an article about oral argument today that said it did not go well for the plaintiffs. Uh, and, I, and you can tell by those questions. And I think that uh, that's a, my view on this, obviously, is, I mean, I think that uh, Colorado is wrong. The 14th Amendment uh, clearly talks about Congress. Yeah, uh, and so in terms of who has the authority to invoke or not invoke, I think it's Congress. And I said, and then there is a, a broader question, which is, can you do this for somebody who hasn't even been charged with insurrection? Yeah, that and, is, and, that's, and, and so, yeah, we'll see what you, happens with the decision. No, don't you have to decide on insurrection before you can say he could be removed from the ballot for insurrection? I mean, dear God in heaven, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out, Julianne. I, I agree. <laughs> but you know, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, quotation yeah. 
uh, that the Supreme Court took this on, uh, they had to. They're, I mean, what I about, realistically, legally, they didn't. Uh, but from a practical standpoint, they absolutely had to because we, we can see that there are a bunch of states that are going to posture themselves to take uh, take uh, President Trump off the ballot. And it's you know, it needs to be the voters. Yeah, and and absolutely. I mean, in terms of it, just like the irony that this is part of. I mean, the Fourteenth Amendment is called the Due Process Amendment. Yes, okay. yes. The irony that we are talking about taking somebody off of a ballot who a hasn't been charged with it and b hasn't had a day in court for it. I mean, just is it's just ridiculous. And and was exonerated in a in a uh, kangaroo court, uh, uh, an impeachment, and then a January the sixth committee that was made for television. Literally was made for television. PBS has got a mini series on it. Even though they looked like complete buffoons that lost their case, PBS is still doing a mini series. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as successful as uh, uh, the fifth season of Fargo, which I'm just finishing. I don't think it's going to be that successful. <laughs> <laughs> There's the metric. <laughs> there you go. Because no, Fargo's good, and, and this is buffoonery. Um, let me ask you this. You, you've been following some of these other political, and I just said, I said it at the second indictment in Alvin, from Alvin Bragg. I, I said this is obviously political indictments of Donald Trump to keep him uh, you know, from focused on, get a conviction, get one felony conviction, so everybody, and they always say, oh, yeah, if he gets a conviction, that's going to he's going to lose the, the, the whole thing. Everything they've thrown at Donald Trump, every charge they've thrown at Donald Trump from misogynists, they say, they said he's a rapist. They said he's this and that. None of it is stuck. Every time that you've tried to do anything, it only goes up in popularity. But suddenly, one of these 71 counts sticking will cause him to lose the election. Uh, it's absurd on the face of it. And I'd like to also get your take on the state of a couple of these cases, like the Fonnie Willis uh, case, um, like the D.C. classified documents case. I'd like to hear your opinion, Julian. Okay. So let's take them. Um, the New York case, uh, the uh, criminal case. Is way, you know, Alvin Bragg's case way back in line uh, in terms of you know behind the federal cases? If it ever sees you know, a a, uh, a day in court, I would be surprised. It was an incredibly flawed legal argument because it was a hybrid of state law and federal law and a whole. I mean, just legal scholars both sides of the aisle thought the New York case was ridiculous. New York civil case, yeah, I mean, Trump's going to, you know, he's going to lose. It's going to get appealed. I mean, ju- the judge has, and this is the one with the business entities and everything. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's just going to have to work its way through the, you know, I mean, through as, the appellate. As, as soon as Trump walked into the courtroom and the MSNBC camera tally light came on and the judge Ingrod looked at the camera and waved, I went, okay, this, this yeah. is already settled. And, th- yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised since they gave E. Jean Carroll that uh, insane amount of money that, that the New York judge decides it's a billion dollars. I would not, it would not surprise me at all. Don't be shocked. They want shock value. They want it to be a blow. They want it to be psychological warfare against Trump voters. It won't work, and it will, I think, lose on appeal. What about Fawny Willis? Okay. That she's got problems. Uh, that case has problems. And I, you know, when I was in uh, Vegas last week for the RNC meetings, the chair, state chair from Georgia, is a guy named Josh McCoon, who is an attorney, uh, great guy. And we were talking about the case, and he said that basically the the motion to disqualify that was filed uh, by one of the defendants, and then Trump's team did. There are several defendants that you know that went into this. The oral argument on that is February fifteenth, and it is an oral argument and an evidentiary hearing. Very unusual to take testimony, potentially, at an oral argument is really unusual. And the disqualification is not just her, it's her entire office. So if 
So if that case gets thrown out, which it should, because the appearance at this point is bad. If it gets thrown out, it goes two ways. One is another DA has to pick it up and start over. That is not happening. Uh, Or the attorney general for the state of Georgia has to step in, and that is not happening. So, what about the uh, the Jack Smith classified documents case in D.C.? That's been uh, – uh, it's not on the docket right now. Any idea what's going on there? Well, it, it's not on the docket right now because they're having the argument about presidential immunity. And, uh, you know, and so uh, it's, it's working its way up through the circuit. It, the federal appeals court ruled in the last couple of days there is, you know, president you – know, that basically this case can go forward, that he is not immune. The problem is with it, and it's going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, that is a dangerous, dangerous place to go in ter- with presidential power. That if you can be you know, held liable for something you do while you're president, okay, that is going to undermine the presidency. And I don't care who's the president. I mean, in terms of, you know, the, and, and these are executive actions, okay? But you know, in oral argument on that, I thought it was really interesting where they said, so if uh, President Obama uh, basically did something that got you know, SEAL Team 6 ki- you know, killed, yeah, uh, you know, would he be immune? And the, and the response was, well, you know, I mean, that would then go to a trial before the Senate and he would be removed. There is a process in place for how to deal with this. Yes, there is. You know, there, you, is. You, you, there is. There is. And yeah. so I think that so in terms of that case going forward, the immunity issue is a threshold issue that needs to be decided before this can even go to trial. So it's off the docket for right now because the Supreme Court has not – they had to wait for the appeals court to kind of work up through. They refused to take this without it going through the proper channels. Uh, and then once they rule on the immunity issue, if they say, nope, he can be held accountable, then the, then the circus court – you know, then the trial court has, you know, the trial happens. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm quote unquote concerned about that case only because there is no way he's getting a fair trial in the District of Columbia. Of course, there of course. No That's it. They're a hanging judge. You got a hanging judge in uh, in uh, Atlanta. You got a hanging judge in New York. You got a hanging judge in D.C. That's why they choose them. That's why they choose yeah. these uh, these jurisdictions. Um, finally, uh, you were at the RNC meeting. There is a good deal of debate about whether uh, Ronna McDaniel is going to contend you as the uh, head of the RNC. And I'm thinking of, a, I don't know, somebody in Delaware who might be really good at that. Um, would, you, would you entertain the possibility of uh, grabbing the reins of the uh, national RNC? Sure. But, well, there you go. Well, but I'm going to qualify that. This is, Trump, oh, please. this is Trump's decision. And, you know, I mean, the president, the, the Republican Party, the RNC is there for the purpose of getting a Republican president elected. And, and the presidential candidate should have a say in who is at the helm and, you know, and what is happening. Of course. Uh, you know, it, is, it, it took on a life all of its own uh, in the last couple of days about me running, being the chair. Uh, you know, I would do whatever President Trump wants me to do. And, you know, but I do think that, I mean, one of the things that is unusual you know, in terms of my path of how we got here is I am, you know, I am a grassroots person and, you know, not considered part of the, you know, the swamp or the establishment. And that can be, you know, that's, that can be a good thing. Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, Absolutely. it's going to be, you know, it's going to be President Trump's call. Well, I uh, just thank you for being on the air with me today, and thank you for everything you do because you're just you're unbelievable. You just totally kick butt. If I ever get to Delaware, I'm gonna I'll take you and and whoever you want to go with to to Grotto Pizza 
and get just a cheese. Come on, just hang out. It'd be awesome. But, Julia, you are the best. You are the best. Thank you. How can people help you out? Where do people need to go just to help you out or the, or the, uh, the uh, Delaware Republican Party? Uh, and thank you for asking that, because the sentence I didn't say about the RNC is for right now my focus is on Delaware. I'm trying to you know, get Republicans elected in Delaware and make sure that Trump gets, you know, carries Delaware. So yes. it's DelawareGOP.com. Uh, you know, we need money. Everybody needs money. And you, know, you can go there. You can see who the heck I am. You can donate. You can join what's called the President's Club, which is a monthly recurring donor. Uh, program and and we are you know we we are moving it's you know delaware the energy in delaware one last quick thing this is kind of cool we had to do petitions to get uh, president trump on the ballot here you have to have 500 of them uh we had a bunch and the form changed and people didn't print and sign all sorts of things that happened we put a concerted effort in and held different uh signing events we got i kid you not 1776 I'm not making that number up. Uh, Yes. In a week. (laughs) I love it. All right. Uh, DelawareGOP.com. God bless you, Julianne. We'll have you on again soon. This is The Rob Carson Show. You know when the media freaks out about something that that they're uh, expressing their concern and their fear? Uh, Right now, that is uh, uh, the interview that uh, Tucker Carlson is going to have with Vladimir Putin, which will air on X tonight at 6. Um, Am I allowed to say his name? Yes, yes, I'm just... His name is Tucker Carlson, and he is the only American journalist who has been able to interview Putin since the invasion in 2022. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist, not even close. He kind of just walks right into Moscow and presents himself on a silver silver. Why are they so concerned? Why is Hillary Clinton, who got $150 million from Russian oligarchs, actually more than that, from Russian oligarchs into the uh, Clinton Global Initiative, which collapsed after she lost the election? Why would she be worried about about, uh, Vladimir Putin being interviewed? Carlson is in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. Right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine began. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know. What are you? A lap dog, I guess, right? Here's Michael Schellenberger, an otherwise liberal journalist. But it's noticeable that the Democrats have made Russia the new boogeyman starting in 2016 huh. during the election campaign of Donald Trump. Yeah. The Kremlin, meaning Putin and the Russian government, huh. are directing the attacks, the hacking on American accounts to influence our that was a lie. election. Democrats made various accusations of Trump's collusion with Russia. Chait lays out what could be considered the worst case scenario. Hillary Clinton paid for the dossier. Yeah, she paid Russians for it. For Trump-Russia collusion. <laughs> that Donald Trump has been a Russian intelligence asset since 1987. That's a lie. All turned out to be false and misleading. Yeah. They suggested the bank in Russia had wired money to the Trump campaign. They claimed Trump's campaign was working with the Russians on the release of embarrassing emails. But two Justice Department investigations, one by Robert Mueller and the other by John Durham, concluded that there was no illegal collusion. 
Jerome believed the FBI should never have begun an investigation of Trump and Russia in the first place. That's kind of interesting. And now they're freaking out that Tucker Carlson is going to sit down with Vladimir Putin. Oh, boy. This will be interesting to watch, won't it? Yeah. It should tell you something. They're fearing something. That's all I can say. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Oh, I think today's show was one for the record books. Very entertaining, very informative, very inspiring, and awesome. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen to download and share it with everybody you know. God bless America. We're winning. God bless Israel. God bless you. And until tomorrow, which is Friday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.